Hi, I'm Jason Mefford, a recovering CPA and edutainer. And I'm Brad Miller, lawyer and coach, and we are walking a spiritual path. Many professionals are searching for something greater than themselves. Through this podcast, we are exploring what it means to be a spiritual professional in an analytical, evidence-based world. So whether you're into yoga, meditation, crystals, or are merely curious about what else is out there, join us as we discuss our journeys and break the stigma around professionals who woo and the myths around what it means to be spiritual. Hey everybody, I'm Jason Mefford and I'm here with Brad Miller because we're doing another Walking a Spiritual Path podcast together. So today we thought it would be fun to talk about seeing the divine in all things. So I've got some I've got some thoughts here, but I know Brad, you kind of brought this up as a topic. So maybe if you want to tee it up a little bit as far as kind of what you were thinking and we'll tie this all in as to why this is such an important uh practice for us in our spiritual journeys. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that we have to figure out is what exactly divine means. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what does it mean that you see the divine in something? Um and I think there's a couple ways maybe we can look at it. One way maybe you could you could replace the word divinity or divine with beauty. So see the mm-hmm. beauty in things. Um you know, there's a lot of things. If you if you really look at them closely, you can see beauty in uh, in everything. Um, you know, nature. You know, um, you know, architecture, different things like that. But there are. But I think it that, that even that kind of limits you a bit. Think of it that way, um, because there are other situations where it's really really hard to see beauty in something. Um, so someone getting sick, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be hard to see beauty in something like that. Um, I just had, just found out that an uncle passed or transitioned, you know, so, you know, it's sometimes going to be hard seeing beauty in things like that. It's like loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think beauty gets you a little bit of the way. Um, but I think you need to get a little bit further. Um, and so for me, there's a, a component of, I guess for lack of a better term, kind of design or plan maybe a way. Um, and, and not, you know, and I, I think we've maybe have talked about the idea of kind of, you know, free will and mm-hmm. versus, you know, kind of having this reason you're here. And I think we kind of talked about it as kind of like a play kind of how you've got um, a kind of this, script almost that you kind of come with, but you can kind of choose how that is. Um, But I think that some of that script and some of the machinations behind it are part of this design um, and the design of things. And so um, look at things from that standpoint that, Hey, there's actually some greater design behind what's happening. Um, You know, that uh, to me gives a little bit more insight and um, a better view into something. So I don't know what your, what your take on, Yeah, divine. No, because I think it's, um, it's, it's an interesting term, right? Because, um, you know, like you said, we can look at it or think of it in terms of like, the the beauty in nature, other things that we see, I think, like you said, people getting sick, people, you know, transitioning, 
sometimes it's harder for maybe people to see the divine or the beauty in that. But I think some other words that people might use for divine and kind of one of the ways that I think about it is, you know, divine is is a word that's often associated with God as well, right? And so, you know, again, for those of us that were indoctrinated into a religious tradition, um, there's some image of God, right? And so in the Christian religions, and again, we just we're just using that as an example because I'm sure a lot of people that are that are listening maybe grew up here in the US when that's the predominant religious tradition in the US, right? But you know, usually there's a again, depending on which kind of Christian tradition you believe in, most believe in a Trinity or a Godhead, three people, God the Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Some think that they're you know the same name for for one being. Other groups believe they're three separate beings. But the word divine to me a lot of times means God, right? And so. You know, this is where, you know, again, from a religious tradition, when people say the word God, they think of a white bearded man that lives up in the sky, right? And not that there aren't white bearded guys that live up in the sky and, you know, white non-bearded women that sit up in the sky. Or bearded women or... Or bearded women or non-bearded man, men or whatever, there's a lot of beings, right? But another way to kind of view the divine, to view God, to view the universe is we are all God. We are all connected. We are all part of the same whole, right? And so in a lot of especially spiritual traditions, yes, there may be you know, gods or masters like Krishna or Christ or or the Buddha or Arishas, right? That that people may have a relationship with, but but we're all connected. And so for me, when when I think about seeing the divine in all things, it's seeing God in everything and realizing that we are all connected. And we've we've talked about this before. <clears throat> we're all a part of the bigger whole and we're all experiencing this life in different ways in our own experiences but collectively right again use collective conscious use universe whatever term you might want to use um that's sometimes what we're talking about and even in religious traditions right people will talk about well god is everything Right. There's that. that, And and a lot of people are like shaking their heads like, what do you mean? God is everything. How can that be? Right. Well, if you think about it in that way, you know, that again, we we kind of all started as one thing and the big bang happens and we're all kind of spreading out in the universe, collecting and having our own experiences. And then someday we will come back together. Right. When we finally get everybody gets our act together and we realize that we are all one, then we can become one again, right? And so for me, you know, that's why when I see, when I look at nature, you know, and and we can think of things in both like their natural state and also in their manufactured state, okay? And I'll explain what I mean by that. But natural state might be, you know, for example, I go out and I, I look down at the ground and there's a rock, 
there's a rock that's sitting there that's in its natural form, right? It's rough. It hasn't been polished. It's just what exists in nature, right? And then, and then there can be, you know, other things like here's a little, you know, pocket cranium. That's a blue and gold tiger eye that I just got. That's very nice. Very nice. Well, that is also a rock. It is an element, but it has been manufactured, right? Somebody sat down and carved it. Somebody sat down and polished it. And so they took this thing in the natural state and kind of manufactured it or co-created or pl plasmated some, you know, that, that rough rock into something else. And so we can look at... Um, Obviously, things in nature people think about as kind of being divine, the trees, the rocks, the water, right, in its natural form. But the divine is also in these things that have been manufactured, my computer, right, my cranium, uh, you know, little statue, the jade statue that I have over here, right? Those are still divine as well because they still have consciousness, you know, have a spirit, if you will, uh, you know, are alive, regardless of whether or not something has been manufactured. And so to me, obviously, you know, like looking at a leaf or a pine cone in nature and seeing things like the Fibonacci sequence, right? And just these patterns and, and things that are just so beautiful we can see the divine in that, but we can also see the divine in things that maybe have been manufactured. Because I look at some things, even like, this is showing my age here, <laughs> but fax machines just fascinated me, right? Like how these little blips of data over a telephone line, they go, right? That when the fax machine receives that, it knows what to print out on the paper. And so even though it might not seem like it's divine or you might not call a fax machine beautiful, to me, when you stop and think about it and you see the divinity of those natural products that went into making that fax machine, you think about the people who were behind creating the invention of the fax machine. I mean, how do you think they got the idea? It, it was divinely given, right? I mean, all these things that we're inventing and everything else are ideas that come to us from the universe, from the, the greater collective good. And, and so, you know, we can even see things in that. I mean, when I look at, at this little pocket cranium, that hold it up. So those of you watching the video, you'll know what I'm talking about. Those of you that aren't, well, you know, whatever. But I look at the the detail, you know, of the carving of this guy, and it's just amazing to me. And so I can sit and look at this and see the divine, not just in the in the element, the rock itself, right, the tiger eye. But I also can see the divinity of the people who were carving it and polishing it and everything else, too. And so to me, it, it's amazing. It's no different than me staring at a leaf.
Yeah, it's a craftsmanship. I mean, you're 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 just you're seeing the divine in the craftsmanship that the person put into making that that piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's no different than you know great pieces of architecture, you know, or paintings. You know, mm-hmm. you go into go into an art museum and you see these wonderful paintings on the wall, and you just sit there and you're just taken away or given all these kind of emotions. It's the same thing. You're seeing the divine, the beauty, you know, whatever you want to call it, the God mm-hmm. in that painting or that statue. Um, that that building that was created, you know, this the, the grand cathedrals, um, or you know, even you know the vistas, the views that we have, um, that, that were the natural ones and the ones we've created, um, all that stuff you can kind of see, um, see that it, that divine essence, I guess, um, and all of them. It's not just the leaves. Obviously, that, I think that's the easiest place to see it, maybe, and to think about it is in the leaves and the trees and, and you know, the, the clouds in the sky and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's also in us as, as humans and the things that we create with our hands and our minds as well. Because like you said, we're, we're downloading all this stuff from the collective, the universe, whatever. We're getting this divine inspiration for the to be able to create these things um and so it has to have you know divinity has to be inside these things too that we're creating well and i think it's you know so what you know one point people may be saying is okay that's great but what does this have to do with us spiritually right and and being able to see the divine or acknowledge the divine in all these things it helps us feel more connected as well right and and one of the sayings that i love is I am you, and you are me, and we are one, right? I am you, and you are me, and we are one. That's that's what we're talking about, you know, from a spiritual perspective. When you can start to view the world and everything in the world, everything in the universe, as being the same as you and you being one with them— it totally changes how we react with ourselves and with other people, right? And so if it starts with people, then start with people, right? But eventually, as you're growing in your spiritual practices, it's going to move to everything, right? But let's just say that you're at the beginning, right? And so again, if I if I look at my friend Brad here on the screen, right? I I am Brad and Brad is me and we are one, right? Because we are connected, even though we're two, you know, separate light beings uh, incarnated in different bodies, we come from the same source, right? And if I can see Brad's divinity, if I can see him as no different than me, that we are the same, that we're both divine, well, then I'm going to treat Brad differently, right? I'm going to want to show Brad love and kindness and gratitude, right? Because that's how I would treat something that I love. That's how I should treat myself. And we don't always do that. And sometimes we're the hardest on ourselves, but that's other episodes that we've already talked about and more in the future, right? But once I can start to see the divine in Brad, I start acting different towards him. And I should also start acting different towards myself. And that's spiritual involvement, right? Because then I'm going to be in a space of happiness, in a place of gratitude, in a place of love, 
of respect, of reverence, much more in my day. And that's higher evolved, right? Spiritual status, if you, status is the wrong word, but emotions, than if I am angry and feel hate or fear towards Brad, right? And that's different. And then if you can start to move it out to everything else in the world, right? I mean, again, it's like, I've talked about washing dishes, right? And it's like how much loving care I try to give the dishes when I'm washing them. Why am I doing that? Well, part of it's to put myself in that kind of space and to realize and see the divine in these plates and silverware and other things that I'm washing because even though, you know, most people would see it, oh, that's just an inanimate object. That's just something that's made. It doesn't have feelings. Well, let me tell you, it does have feelings, <laughs> okay? And the more that we can treat with respect and love and reverence, even those things that seem like inanimate objects in our life, the more we're actually, you know, evolving spiritually. Because like I said, it's not I mean, I live in Sedona, and there's some weird people that show up here, you know, that that consider themselves spiritual, and it's like they're kind of missing the boat in, in a lot of the things, unfortunately. And again, no judgment. They're doing the best that they know how. But sitting on a yoga mat and going, um, and then going out and treating your neighbor like shit, that's not spirituality, right? I mean, it's... That's not, the rubber has to hit the road. You have to live these things, not just, it's no different than going to church and then flipping everybody off in the parking lot as soon as you come out, right? I mean, it's, you you can't do both of those things and, and yet still be on the path. And it doesn't mean that we don't get frustrated and do things that we shouldn't do every so often, but that's why this seeing the divine in all things and treating everything as divine is so important to your involvement. Yeah. And I totally agree with about you talk about the people flipping them off in the church parking lot. And, you know, it, it's got to be one of these things that is, is part of you. It's not a temporary pick and choose if I want to be spiritual here and, and this, but then the rest of my life, I'm just, you know, whatever, a dick or, or whatever. Um, you know, and, and, and so I know we've been talking a lot here about objects, about seeing divine objects, people and things like that, but there's also divinity. There's also the divine in events and happenings. You know, we talked about, um, earlier about, you know, someone getting sick, um, you know, or, or passing away. Those also things that we may see as negative things, as bad things, as painful things. There's also divinity in there um, because everything that happens happens for a reason mm -hmm. and there are lessons to be learned in everything. You know, so someone gets sick, um, there are lessons in there. I know um, an individual who uh, he's a lawyer who had some serious heart or uh, serious health issues several years ago I had to get like organ transplants and things like that. You know, I'm sure it was very, very rough on him going through that rough in his family. It was around him and things like that. But there were a lot of really important lessons that he's gained out of there. Um, some of them he doesn't even realize yet, but you know, he's learned appreciating 
things that he has. He's uh, learned to appreciate his body, to listen to his body. When his body says, hey, you need to slow down, he listens to that now. And instead of just pushing forward through, he's like, all right, got to slow down here. And he appreciates having a healthy body that allows him to go on walks and to do things that we, a lot of us may just take for granted. Um, and so part of the divinity discussion, I think for me is seeing these bad, these negative things, events, circumstances, war, all these things, and being able to see being able to maybe first of all realize that good bad all that that's just that's a a label that's just our interpretation of things you know so seeing that all things just are and then seeing that hey there are actually lessons there are actually beautiful things that we get to learn that come from these things um, I know we've talked about forest fires in the past and about how uh, with the sequoia tree, you know, you need the forest fire to help release the seeds and help it to propagate and to grow. You know, what seemed like a bad thing, a forest fire is actually a really beautiful, necessary thing for these giant trees to grow. You know, and that happens with all of us. We need some of these bad, bad quote things to happen because those allow the good things to come, allow the good things to grow. We need to get rid of the negative stuff, the, the stuff we no longer that never serves us in our life, so that we have room now to bring in the good stuff, to bring in the growth, bring in the involvement, the spiritual involvement that we're trying to get to. Help clear that path, you know, clear the brush off the path so that we can see where we're going and take some steps without following. Mm -hmm. Well, like you said, I think it's, you know, when we can start even seeing the events as divine. And it, it it just requires it requires us to take a different perspective or change our perception. Yep. And that's that's really a lot of what we're talking about here, anyway, right? Is it's like is it you know people seeing a tree different than just how most people have been taught what a tree is, right? Um, you know, oh, it's just something to cut down and make firewood and lumber out of, and you know, but it's it's a living, breathing uh, uh, thing, just like we are, right? Having more respect for that, having respect for the animals, you know, and again, it's not, you know, just having reverence for it, you know, thanking as we're eating the meat, you know, this this animal who has sacrificed itself, right? Life eating life is how everything survives, right? I mean, everything we eat was alive, but it's giving us life as well. And so like you said, even some of the some of the experiences and I'll use I'll use my mom as an example. So, um my mom passed in uh 2004, 2005, I can't even remember. It's been a while ago. But she she um had cancer I think three different times before before that's her body finally gave out and it was time for her to transition and so a lot of people um you know we can look at an event or something like a disease like cancer and we can shake our fist and say oh god why did you let this happen to my beautiful mother but that's not seeing the divine in the event right there was a reason why she had to go through that i don't know exactly what it was 
But there was a reason she had to go through it. And there was a reason that those of us around her needed to go through it as well. Right. And, and like I said, she got hit three times, you know, first two times she kind of came in uh, out of uh, into remission. And the third time it just took her metastasized and went crazy on her. But, but, you know, at, at that point, again, I could have shaken my fist and said, God, why did you let this happen? But I didn't feel that way. And it was because, you know, my perception already at that point was a little different. I knew that when she left the body, she was not really gone, right? Her body was gone, but her soul, her spirit, her essence still continues on. How do I know that? Because I felt with her and I've communicated with her afterwards too, okay? And I just knew that even before she left the body. But I also could see the pain that she was in in her body. <sighs> And I was so grateful that she didn't have to feel that pain anymore. Mm -hmm. And that she was able to leave the body, leave the pain of the body, incorporate back into, right, the wholeness of everything else from her light being. She had an opportunity to see, you know, two of my siblings who died before she did again, right? To see her mother, her father, her grandparents, everyone else again, you know, when she crosses over into that other realm. And so when we can see it from that perspective, to me, that's divine, right? Because I was able to see it in a different light instead of shaking my fist at God and how dare you do this to my mother? How could you let this happen? Right. And so, you know, hopefully you can kind of see the difference. And again, I use the example of my mother, but it can be anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Things don't go. Things don't go the way that you were expecting them to go. Right. And you know what? We can either see the divine. The divineness of those things and helping us along the path to learn something. Or we can bitch and moan and we can get angry and we can do everything else about it. Right. And it's just how we choose to show up. And I'll give you another simple, very classic 3D example for me that just happened this last week. Okay. <laughs> um, when, when it gets cold here or it rains, then some of the, the wildlife has to find other places to live. And so I didn't realize, but this is a thing here in Sedona. One of those are rats, okay? And again, most people look at the divinity of rats, okay? Don't go with like your first thing of like, ooh, rats, disgusting. <laughs> no, these are, these are a very divine being that is one of the smartest of the four-leggeds on this planet. I mean, and these guys are resilient, like you would not believe. But when those things happen, they like to climb up into car engines, right? So that they can stay warm, you know, safe, uh, yeah. safe right? Kind of protected. So back in July, I went out one day and I started my car and it was running really, really rough, right? And so I, I went through all these different things, although spark plugs need must need to be changed. I changed all the spark plugs. I did all these different things. And... um 
No, what had happened was a rat had climbed up in, chewed off the wiring to one of the cylinders in my car. So the cylinder was misfiring. I take it in, you know, I was kind of frustrated, but I learned a lot going through the whole process. Mm -hmm. Spark plugs didn't work, so I changed the coil on that cylinder too. That still didn't work, right? So I'm learning along in this whole process, right? Take it in. The guy's like, oh, no, this happens all the time. We're going to do hundreds of these things in the next month or two because this happens here. And I'm like, you are kidding me, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever. Get it done. Last week, This last week. Um, I go out, everything was fine, do some stuff on, on the car. Car was running fine on Monday. Went out on Thursday uh, or Friday morning. I can't remember which day it was. Car is running rough again. And I'm on my way, right, to go to uh, an event where I'm going to be out for the weekend. And it's like, okay, well, I know I can't drive my car very, very far, which is okay because I was here in Sedona and I'm like, but what first happened, right, is my 3D brain wanted to go and ruminate and get all pissed about this. And it's like, no, I need to focus on what I need to be doing this weekend. I'm not even going to think about the car. I know what it might be, but I'm not going to go there, right? Because I'm not going to let myself get wrapped up into all of this. So I go to my event, you know, come back Sunday, put the tester on the car, and guess what? Same issue, only now, instead of it being the third cylinder, number two and number four. So I popped the hood. Sure enough, a rat had gotten back up in there, chewed off the wires on two cylinders this time, not one. Okay. Now, I could I could sit there and, again, I could shake my fist and go, God damn rat, you know, blah, 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 blah. I could be mad about it, right? But that wouldn't be in my best interest, Right. It was a fairly simple fix. I know what it is. The mechanic is literally like a quarter mile from my house, you know, so I was able to run it over an hour later. They had everything fixed, right? So I chose to see the divine even in that challenge, right? As opposed to getting all mad about it, getting all consumed about it. Uh, instead, I just focused on what I needed to do and I took care of it when I could take care of it. So it's even in, in things like that, it, but that's, that's when it's sometimes the hardest is when it's those, those challenges, those things that we've been taught are bad, right? Like wars and destruction and natural disasters. And yes, it's not fun for the people going through it, right? Don't get me wrong. And I have a lot of compassion and love for people that are having to experience those things. But usually destruction has to happen before the growth and the healing can come. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, if we can just start seeing things as divine, but events as divine as well, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's part of the, the spiritual path here. And that's how it all kind of ties back together. Yeah. No, I mean, we talked an episode, a couple episodes back about my getting a new, needing a new car, new car, same oh. thing, right? You could have, you couldn't got all pissed about it, but mm -hmm. no. And so you handle that differently, you know, this, this year than you would have five years ago. Best. Yep. And it's the same way with me. I handled it differently in July when this thing happened than I did now. Right. So it was almost like, Okay, there's there's your preparation for your little test, and let's see how you do, and you learn some stuff. Because like I made a whole bunch of assumptions, 
mm-hmm. right? I changed, I, I tore my engine apart, changed the spark plugs, did all this stuff before actually even realizing or, or looking at, at, at it of what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. So I didn't, I did a lot of, of things that I didn't need to do because I didn't even understand what it was. But when I experienced it this last week, totally different situation. I've been there, done that. Right. I, I know how to, I know how to deal with it now. Um, and, and things like that will keep showing up until we learn the lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, sorry, if you, if you, if you want some of these things to stop, then you got to learn the lesson so it doesn't have to happen again. So, yeah. No, and that's that. And again, that's, that's the divinity part. That's the divine part of saying that these are lessons, that there are lessons in there for us to learn. And like you said, if we don't learn them, you know, the universe gives us a little bit of a nudge and then a little bit harder of a nudge. And, you know, if you still don't learn it, it smacks you over the head with it until you do learn it. I mean, because that's the I mean, two that's before the virtual two right. before to the that's head, one of the right? reasons why we're here is is to learn things, and so if if it's time for us to learn those things and we're not picking it up, the universe gives us a hand in making sure that we learn it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's to me that's part of what the universe is here for is to help us learn the lessons that we're here for. Um, yeah. Well, because in in the bigger plan of everything. This is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Okay. Right. We're learning. That's why we're here. This this is a design plan. Okay. From from the great creators of look, we're gonna take this, we're gonna blow it apart in a big bang. We're gonna let everything experience life so we can learn about life and different things. And once we've all learned, then we're gonna come back together again. It's all part of the bigger plan. Right. It's why we're here. And so, like you said, we can we can choose to learn it the first time or we can do it the second or third or fourth time. I mean, I've been I've I've heard people say this, you know, to where it's like they're they're talking to somebody and they're like, so you're going to do it in this life? Are you going to wait until next life? Because you're going to do it at some point. (laughs) You're going to do it now or are you going to wait and do it next life? Right. But you have to go through it. You have to learn it. You have to you have to deal with it. So yeah, yeah, and that's 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 kind of ultimately, I think, the real purpose behind this discussion was is is just to see what what lessons are out there to see how you can handle the things that come to you, mm-hmm. um, and be appreciative of the opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to see opportunity there, even in the darkest of hours, um, and to see what you can take away from it to make yourself better, to, to grow, to evolve. Yep. Changing your perspective, changing your worldview, mm-hmm. you know, not letting the things that you've been indoctrinated into limit you in, in what you do, and and the more that you can see the divine in yourself, the more you can see the divine in other people, mm-hmm. the more you can see the divine in other things in nature, the more you can see the divine in things that are manufactured from nature, the more you can see the events that we're going through as mm-hmm. divine. Again, regardless if you want to label them good or bad, 
But the more that we can just see the divine in all things, that's where the peace comes into, right? The, The peace and the happiness that we all are wanting to feel and the ending of suffering, when you can finally get to that point, that's when a lot of that suffering ends. That's when the peace really, really starts, right? Um, and the love and the gratitude and all these emotions and things that are for your spiritual growth can spend more time in your life. Because the more of every day that you can spend in those spaces, you're evolving spiritually. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's all I got. That's all you got. Okay, well. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done too. All right, we'll, we'll wrap this one up. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff uh, in this week. Yeah. Cool. So thank you guys uh, for listening to us uh, go on today. Uh, hopefully you found value in what we've talked about today and are able to use it to evolve and grow and continue down your spiritual path. All right. So go out and uh, make sure to start seeing the divine in all things. And we'll see you on the next episode. See you then. Bye.